Hey, this is Gengar Greasy, and you're listening to the Poke Tower Podcast. What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 131 of the Poke Tower Podcast. Thank you guys for all tuning in. We're actually coming up on 22,000 streams. That's just on Spotify and Apple alone. Um, so to open up today's show, I want to say thank you guys. Um, it might not seem like a big deal, but it kind of is. I mean, being a standalone creator, uh, basically, um, you know, we don't, we don't do collabs or, uh, you know, anything like that that would help boost our viewership is pretty much, this is it. It's all organic. Um, it's, it's pretty much been, you know, me since the beginning and then even not having my brother on the show anymore, um, things are still pretty darn good. So that's that's a testament uh, to you guys and just a thank you to you guys. Like, you don't get to 22,000 streams on Spotify and Apple alone. You know, I don't, I don't even know what YouTube's doing, but you don't get to those numbers by not doing something right. So, um, yeah, want to take that little bit to say thanks. Um, we had a good week last week. We, we aired episode two of the Poke Tower After Hours. And if you haven't checked it out yet, you might want to because you can win a free Diglet. All you got to do is watch the video. There's some instructions at the end on how you can get that Diglet. Um, the winner will be announced for episode three on Sunday. Sunday at 7 p.m. That's my new show. It's a funny show. It's not as analytical as this. Um, takes you back to the original TikTok days. All right. Uh, let's see what else. Um, we also have box break end of the end of the month box break coming up pretty soon. If you're in the discord, I'll probably start posting what we're going to do, uh, probably tomorrow, Wednesday. So if it's Wednesday and you're listening today, I'll be posting about that. Um, and we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. You saw the thumbnail there, fusion strike dump. We'll be talking about some fusion strike analysis and some of the sets that were released around that time as well. Pretty interesting numbers uh, to talk about, but first. Let's do the TCG Battle Royale. Here we go. I forgot to mention one more thing. One more thing. Uh, before we start the Battle Royale, we got to talk about something important. Uh, and that matter is... Um, Thinking about parting ways with some of your collection. I know I don't say that often, uh, but hear me out. Um, I think I think the market overall in in most parts, most aspects of I mean overall market everything are going to do well over the next few months. But we saw last week that the Pokemon Index is down, uh, so that tells me that money has left Pokemon and has gone into other things. I'm not telling you to do that. What I'm saying is, and I, I even did it myself this past week, take a good hard look at your collection. Everything behind me, everything in my safe, everything in front of me, like all my stuff. I looked at all of it and I was like, what do I actually want? What do I need? And what can go? Uh, and, and you say, well, why, why would you do that? You know what I mean? Well, the example or the, 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 the pieces that I'm talking about that I think you should get rid of 
are the the PSA 6s, the PSA 7s, the PSA 8s, unlimited stuff like that, right? Stuff that you can get if we do enter a Pokemon dump, stuff that you can get even cheaper than it is today. If you've noticed over the last couple of weeks, we've done a lot of we've done more diving into the analytics and the numbers and we've shown that rarity and very high grades seem to sustain no matter what time of the year it is. However, if if the overall market and the economy goes to hell next year, which is what most people are saying, uh, your valuables and your collectibles will drop in value. So I'm not saying, you know, to sell the farm. I'm not saying I'm not telling you to sell all your stuff. I'm telling you to take a good hard look at what you actually need. I mean, I have, oh, I have like over 500, 600 slabs. I don't need all those, right? So I had to take a good hard look at what I have. And there's some important cards that are like, even I'm like, hey, you know, I'll get rid of it. Um, take a good hard look at what you have. And I would start selling it. I would consider selling it off because if you hold it through this, this pokey dump that we may have going into winter in the next year, 2024, if you do that, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Because if, if they're your collectibles and they were never there to sell, I totally understand that. I have cards that are off limits no matter what. I get it. But. The ones that aren't off limits, if you hold, you may, let's say you have a $40 slab right now. You might only get 15 bucks for that here pretty soon. Um, and these are the variables to consider. What's your financial position? What, what's work like? What's your work-life stability like? Um, do you have a stable job? Or, or you, can you get, are you expendable? Will you get fired you know, if, if there is a massive layoff? similar to what we saw with COVID, things like that. Um, so there's two options that I see here. Get rid of those cards that you don't need and have a little nest egg ready for a D-Day, right? If something bad happens. Or you do what I'm doing. You sell those ones you don't need and you're creating a nest egg to go get the big cards that will soon be on sale, right? So you see me, I got... PSA 7 Charizard, PSA 8 Charizard. I have a Stormfront Charizard that's on the way. I'm racking up cards that are a little more expensive because they're on sale right now and they're going to continue to drop in price. That's kind of what the trend is showing. Um, so I've, I've had to off some kids. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, you're, you're gone. You're gone. You're gone. And, and if, you, if you get attached to it emotionally, you know, I think you really got to think about it. But these are things, you know, like I, I was getting rid of some, you know, stuff that I just, like I have a PSA eight Magnemite that I got rid of, you know what I mean? Like or Magneton. I've I've just realized, like as a collector, okay, if, well, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna have a Magneton, first of all, it's gonna be first edition. Second of all, I'm gonna get it in a better condition. So like those are the things. Like well, if I can sacrifice this Mag Magneton now for a better piece later when things really get bad, that makes sense to me. So like you'll see a lot of my PSA sevens, PSA eights, PSA nines. Those are all getting sold. Um, because I think right now, even though the market is headed down, this is about the most amount of value you're going to get. And you might be stuck holding those things for even longer. And in the event, let's say you have a shaky job or let's just say you're like, man, I really want this grail card. How are you going to get it? Right? So create that nest egg now, uh, with your cards that you've held for so long. And then when the time comes, you're like, wow, I have enough money to get this really big card and upgrade my collection. That's kind of where I'm at right now. So you, you'll see me moving pieces and things like that. Digimon's off the table. Okay, don't even, 
Digimon is off the table. We're not we're not moving any of that. But uh, you know, some Pokemon stuff, uh, some Dragon Ball stuff, some Yu-Gi-Oh stuff. I was like, you know what? If I'm gonna if I'm gonna like I have you know I'm trying to sell an Obelisk. If I want Obelisk the Tormentor, I want to get the original Obelisk the Tormentor. Like that's where I'm at in my in my standards for collecting. It's like let's just go get the real deal head honcho. And then you know if it's a five or a six in PSA, it's like it doesn't matter. This is the real deal. It's not a reprint of a reprint of a reprint. So stuff like that. That's what I've been considering. And it's tough. It's tough. But um, you know I, I think for me. I I probably racked up, you know, 30, 40 slabs, and I think it's going to come out to like almost $1,500. And I'm like, damn, 1500 bucks to go get something really nice. That sounds good. Uh, especially, you know, m- you know, maybe there's a card. Let's say, for example, let's say there's a card that's 2000 bucks. You don't have 2000 bucks right now. But if you can off, you know, a handful of your cards and make 1000 bucks, and you may be selling at a loss, right? There's nothing. I, I know that some of my cards are being sold at a loss. Um, but I'm losing like five, 10 bucks. I'm like, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, but let's say you rack up a thousand dollars and then let's say that $2,000 card as the Pokemon market is going down, goes down to like 1700. You got a shot at getting that now. You know what I mean? Cause you already got a thousand saved up. Now you just got to dump a little bit more capital in there and you got yourself a really nice card. Uh, so that's, that's what's been on my mind lately. Um, I'm not saying sell the farm. I'm just saying, you know, some of those cards you don't really need. Take a strong, hard look at it and ask yourself, why the hell do I have this? And and you might find that, hey, you know, I got some I got some some quote unquote like junk slabs I need to get rid of. Looks cool, but I want the real thing. I want the first edition. Right. So that's that's where I'm at. That's I don't want to. I've been thinking about that over the last few weeks. Um, And I think, you know, if we do go into some sort of recession going into the winter next year, um two things can happen, right? Two things can happen. Maybe, maybe the Pokemon market just goes through the roof because that's kind of what happens when other commodities go down, you know, collectibles might go up. That's true. But let's say everything goes down. Let's say we have another like 2008 on our hands where everything's kind of cheap. Um, you'd be happy that you sold off your junk slabs and got some really good slabs in place of that. So less is more in this aspect. Um, yeah. And, and I'm proud of it, right? Like, I never had a Stormfront Zard in my life. I got a PSA 9 on the way. So I'm like, I'm thrilled. Yeah, I got it for like 600 bucks. The market's saying that that guy's like worth like 950, 1000. So I'm thrilled that I got that card. Um, and all it cost me was a couple of my slabs. Something to think about. All right. Battle Royale. I know that took a while. Battle Royale. Here we go. Number one this week. No changes. Actually, I lied. There is a change. There's a, oh man, there's a change. Dragon Ball Super Power Absorb is going to stay in number one. Case price is $774. That's for the retail boxes, the case, um, case of 12. Then you have the collector's booster box, which is still at $650. Pretty hard to get. We'll talk about it later. Uh, $71 for the retail box. So that's up from last week. And then the top four cards in the set come out to $7,888. So a slight drop, but still that, that Goku's showing 4000 plus on TCG Player. And a couple sales on eBay are pushing that twenty five hundred to three thousand mark. So it ain't going nowhere. There are also twenty two cards in the set that break the fifteen dollar price point. That's huge. Um, that's more than last week. So again, that's kind of skewed because you have the retail box and the collector box. You were combining all those hits. So who knows if you took the retail box or if you just took the collector box and did that? It might be a smaller number. Um, but I'm combining both because I 
this is just such a unique thing that Dragon Ball's done. It's actually really smart. Number two this week, we got a new one. I'm going back with Digimon Dimensional Phase. Uh, Digimon Dimensional Phase has case prices up to $850. Box prices are up to $79. Top four cards in the set come out to $580, which is down from last week. And then there are 14 cards in the set that break the $15 price point. That is also up from last week. Remember, we talked about this. All Force Vigimon, it's the gold rare. Uh, we don't know the exact pull rates, but uh, it's definitely not one a box, right? He's, he's still 75 bucks. But remember what I told you is that at one time, the boxes were 75 and the Vigimon was 75. And I was like, you know, you might as well get one for one. Um, now the box price is up to 80. Vigimon stayed at 75. And we had talked about that, that at some point, one of them's going to go. It's either going to be the, the All Force Vigimon that goes up in value and the boxes kind of drop or the boxes go up. So look for All Force Vigimon to maybe get a little bit weaker here. Um, that might actually happen. And maybe maybe we see a $69 All Force Vigimon. I don't know. Um, but something, something tells me that the box prices might keep going up here pretty soon. Number three this week. Yu-Gi-Oh! Maze of Memories. It dropped, it dropped uh, but it, it's, it's close. Digimon, Digimon basically put a little more green on the screen today, which is why I'm rolling with them. But Yu-Gi-Oh! still doing good. Case prices are at $6.99. Box prices are up. $64.18. So that's pretty good for a collector rare set. Um, usually we see those in the high 50s. So 64, you know, it's not bad. Top four cards in the set, $515. Believe it or not, the Black Luster Soldier actually dropped down a step. So he's actually the fourth best card in the set. Uh, there's a Chimera that took third place. Um, actually, second place, I believe. Uh, Baron's still number one. You got the heroes um, at two or three, I think. Um, but, you know, Black Luster is down to, I think, 50 bucks right now. Might be a good grab. Um, I'm just kind of keeping an eye on it. I kind of like that Gate Guardian a little bit more the more I look at it. We'll see. Um, 16 cards in the set that break the $15 price point. Those are all collector rares, unfortunately. That kind of sucks. Um, that's why Digimon kind of gets the edge because they got some alts in there. They got the secret golds, right? They have all the, there's actually different se secrets in there too. So you have the golds, you have the secrets and you have alts. So a nice mixture of the 14 cards that break the $15 price point. Yu-Gi-Oh is right there though. Don't, don't sleep on Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm just saying, you know, as it stands, it's, it's going to take number three this week. Number four. Pokemon Scarlet Violet showing all red across the board. Case price is $674. Box price is $114. That is only like eight bucks above wholesale price. Wholesale is like $108 or something like that. Uh, top four cards in the set are $107. Uh, top four cards in the set, $191. That is absolutely nuts. Seeing that the Miriam, right, three weeks ago, the Miriam was $250 on its own. Now you can get the top four cards in the set, which is Miriam, Miradon, Gardevoir, and Coridon. You can get them all four for $191 on TCG Player. Eight cards in the set break the $15 price point. That is pretty weak uh, for Pokemon. So pool rates are easier. Value goes down. There's just more supply out there. Um, I also think the character selection was bad. You can't be rolling your first set with Miriam. You can't do that. I thought, but Coridon's like 30 bucks right now for the alt, the special illustrator rare Coridon. That might be a good, he might be a good sleeper pick. I don't, I can't see it just chilling at 30 bucks. We'll see. Uh, Maridon, he's down to 40 ish. 
not bad. Um, not, you know, you, you, you're going to want to get PSA 10 quality if you're buying these modern cards right now because they're just going to keep dropping. So if you're going to get one, get a gem. Uh, that's it for the Battle Royale this week. We got Dragon Ball at number one. That's supposed to say Digimon at number two. Wow, another, another typo. Someone fire this guy. Yu-Gi-Oh! at number three. And Pokemon Scarlet and Violet at number four. Let's get into some Pokemon talk. Here we go. Who's that Pokemon? All right. If you're on TikTok or, or Instagram or YouTube, you've probably seen this photo of a massive stack of Fusion Strike secret rares, alternate art secret rares, VMAX secret rare, like golds. I mean, this guy's got them by the hundreds, if not thousands. I'm not here to talk about the drama behind it. Because that's already been covered. Literally everyone and their mom has covered that stuff. What I want to talk about today, long story short, this, this was a worker uh, from a printing factory who was pulling this stuff off the line. Uh, he eventually then tried to offload it to a uh, card store, and the card store reported him to Pokemon, which they then somehow found a way to obtain these cards and get them out of the market. Um, this happened a long time ago. This is not new. Uh, the other thing is, you know, apparently the cards have been printed to a point to where that this this deficit of missing cards is it's made up. They've basically replaced it. I don't know how true that is, and that's what we're going to talk about today. We're actually going to take a data dive into Fusion Strike, Brilliant Stars, and Evolving Skies. Now, why those three sets? Well, because they all have alternate art secret rares, and they were all released about three months within each other, right? So you had Fusion Strike, Brilliant Stars, and Evolving Skies. They were all released, I think, what, spring, summer, and fall of 2021, I believe. So, or 2022, is that what it was? Uh, either way, um, we're going to look at the numbers here and see, you know, what, what's actually going on. So here we go. This is a quick chart here on the... Total number of sales for, let me see if I can fix this for you guys. There we go. Total number of sales for the secret rares here. So you got the Gengar VMAX alternate art. You got the Espeon VMAX alternate art. And you got the Mew VMAX alternate art. Excuse me. Total number of sales in the last year. So this is from April of 2022 to April of this year. Gengar, this is raw, by the way. This is not PSA 10. Raw, you have seen 42 sales of the Gengar, 56 sales of the Espeon, and then 53 sales of the Mew. Now, I believe the filters here, let me see this. There we go. Um, there we go. Let me fix that. There we go. So about, I don't know, what is that, 100, maybe 150, 160 sales of Raw cards for these top three secret rares in the set. Not bad. Uh, you look at the price chain. Now, this is what I'm what I'm getting at is, is if these were truly stolen off the lot, right? We should see a increased demand because there's less supply out there. That's that's like kind of normal, right? Now, basically, think about it. There's less Gengars out there. He should be a little more expensive, even though there's less sales. He should be more expensive, right? That's kind of what we're getting at. We'll, we'll, I'll show you some other things to, to kind of paint the picture here. This is Evolving Skies. 
arguably a better set. You don't even have to, everyone kind of agrees that. But let's take a look at their sales volume of the top three secret rares. So you have the Mega, you have the Rayquaza VMAX, raw. You have the Leafeon VMAX, uh, secret rare alternate art. And then you have the Umbreon VMAX, right? So the, those are the top three cards in the set. And you look at their sales volume since last year. This is 12 months, uh, 365 days. You got 102 sales of the Umbreon. You got 79 sales of the Rayquaza. And then you got 36 sales of the Leafeon. So this is, I mean, over 200 sales. You look at Fusion Strike, we're pushing about 150, 160. So there are more Evolving Sky sales than there were Fusion Strike secret rares. Now, I know Evolving Skies is a better set, more popular set. It's going to have more sales. That's true. Let's take a look at another one here. This is Brilliant Stars, another set that was released in that same time span as Fusion Strike. Top three cards in the set. You got Charizard uh, alternate art. You got Charizard Rainbow Rare V-Star. Then you have the Arceus V alternate art. You have 430 sales of the Charizard. That is more than Evolving Skies and Fusion Strike put together. You have 348 sales of the Rainbow Charizard. And then you have 125 of the Arceus V alternate art. So you can see that, that nobody, it, it's, it's clear that, you know, if someone was stealing <laughs> these cards off the lot, they didn't do it to Brilliant Stars because, I mean, we got 430, you know, plus 350. So you're at uh, 730, 780. And then you add a hundred, so about uh, almost a thousand sales of just raw cards in the last year of these specific chase cards. Obviously, the whole set has sold more. You got Evolving Skies with about three hundred, you know, raw sales on these secret rares, and then you have Fusion Strike with the lowest amount. So maybe, maybe there is some truth to this. That hey, this guy took them all off the lot because I mean, look at the sales volume. Fusion Strike has sold. About 150 of the three secret rares. Now, the only variable that we can't figure out is, well, you know, Fusion Strike's a less desirable set. Better hits, right? Like, like Gengar's not going to beat out Umbreon, even though I think it's close. Gengar's not going to beat out Umbreon. Gengar's not going to beat out Charizard. I think Gengar's like a tier under those guys, but he's damn close. Uh, but, even, but you got Mew and you got Espeon, which are two great characters. They don't compete with the sales volume of Evolving Skies. And brilliant stars. Now, here's something interesting. The same story about this fusion strike deal, right? This guy right here. Apparently, it happened with evolving skies as well. And if you look at the stats, it, it kind of makes sense because now, look, we got we have a story that some guy stole secret rares off the lot. Look at the low sales volume. We have a story that evolving skies had secret rares stolen off the lot. It has the second lowest sales volume, right? And then you have Brilliant Stars, which, as far as I'm concerned, has no controversy on it right now. And look at the sales, right? Almost 1,000 raw cards in the last year. Um, so you're talking like three sales a day every day for a year. That's nuts. Um, and then, you, you know, Evolving Skies is much lower. And then, like, the other thing, too, though, is we got to look at the prices, right? So, like, the prices should be higher. Because there's less of them out there. You're not going to pull them because this guy pulled them off the lot, right? Well, if you look at the price changes, they're actually up a little bit over the last year. So, I mean, you look at the Mew. The Mew, he is up 
35%. Gengar is up 61%. And then you have the Espeon VMAX. That one is up, let's see if it'll pull it up, is up 52% in, in a year's time. You look at these cards over here on Evolving Skies. So, the only one that kind of tanked was the Rayquaza. Uh, Rayquaza is down 36%. The um, Leafeon is up 96%. And then look at Umbreon. Oh my gosh. Umbreon is up 33% over the last year. Go over to Brilliant Stars and look at their price changes. Now look at that. Look at the... First of all, look at the... You see how... Look at how flat this is. There's not a lot of... I mean, this looks like a Richter scale right here. Look at that. That's really good sales data right there. Um, but you can see that the Charizard, the Rainbow Rare is down 43%. The, uh, oh, this is the, uh, what the heck? That's weird. Why, why are you doing that? Oh, there it goes. Alternate art Charizard is down 33%. That, that makes sense. Um, you have Charizard V-Star down 49%. And then you have uh, the Arceus down 30%. So they're all down 30 plus percent. But that makes sense. That is kind of the normal. That's it. This is this right here. This screen is exactly what you expect to see with consistent Pokemon sales for a year straight. Like that, that makes sense. All these cards are down. This is pretty normal for Pokemon. But if you look at Evolving Skies, which had, there was a rumor that this, that people were taking these things off the lot, just like this Fusion Strike. And you kind of see that the price is indicative of that, right? Less supply, high demand drives the prices up. Look at Fusion Strike. Less supply, higher demand drives the prices up. And across the board, you have 61% up on the Gengar, 35% up on the Mew. And um, where's the other one at? Where's my other one? I want you show. 52% up on the Espeon. So I is it true? I mean, there might be there might be some truth to this that that. This did affect the market in some way. Now, the only thing that's kind of skewed is it's Fusion Strike. Fusion Strike, right? I mean, you got your Celebi, you got your Gengar, you got Mew, you got Espeon. Those are great hits, but they don't hold a candle to the Leafeon, Umbreon, Rayquaza, Charizard, Arceus. They're just, they're a tier under those guys. So it's kind of hard to really say, has it this supply? you know, squeeze really affected the prices. I don't know, but the stats say that it kind of did. That's via sales volume. Fusion Strike has the lowest sales volume. I bet you if there were more Gengars out there, there'd probably be higher sales um, because it's been out for the same amount of time as Brilliant Stars and Evolving Skies. They, they all came out, you know, spring, summer, fall. It was just boom, 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 one after another. So it's, it's tough to say. And all I can do is share the information and say, yeah, I think, that little, this little supply squeeze right here definitely had something to do with what's going on today with the prices. And hopefully you can see that with the charts that I showed you guys. That's what that was all about. All right. That's it for Pokemon this week. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Hopefully I didn't lose you either. Uh, moving on to some Yu-Gi-Oh this week. Here we go. Legendary Dex 2. Now this is funny uh, because this is something... These were, these were boxes you could buy at Target, and they had the God cards, and they had, um, you know, they had Joey's deck, Yugi's deck, and Kaiba's deck. 
bunch of cards inside of it. Two years ago, I want to say, yeah, two years, almost three years ago, I was telling you guys to buy these. You could get them at Target for $30 to $34, I think. Um, and, you know, going through my stuff, because I'm not the biggest... I'm not the biggest sealed collector when it comes to like modern stuff like this. I did. I bought three boxes of this though. And I opened two. I graded all the God cards. I graded all the hits. Um, and then I kept one sealed. My exact plan that I had two years ago. Uh, and today I share you the, the prices of these legendary decks uh, too. And this is unlimited. This is not first edition. Look at that. $129. Why did that move? Wow. $129 for these legendary decks. Oh my gosh. There we go. And look at the price action over the last three months. I mean, this thing just skyrocketed from $100 bucks to $130. You look at this last six months, it was as low as $91. And over the last year, I mean, look at that. It's just climbed. So these boxes now are $130. If you bought them when I told you to, you're up 4X, right? So... Think about it, $30 into $130. Um, and, you, and you know what's in here. You, you have reprinted God cards. You have reprinted legacy cards. Sell it sealed. Uh, if you're not a sealed collector, sell it sealed. Uh, I know I will. Uh, this is, you know, I've had it and it doesn't even go on display. It, it's like in a box somewhere. So time for me to part ways with that. Uh, and I'm sharing this because it was a good call. You know, it was a good call. You know, even even almost three years ago when I didn't know as much as I knew today. Uh, but this was a solid target box that you could have got. And I just I just liked it because it was gold. I was like, wow, it's all gold. It's got all the characters on the front. Got God cards inside. Pretty cool product. Uh, it turns out it was a pretty good product. Uh, so if you have your legendary decks too, maybe you brought maybe you bought a couple. I if someone could tell me what episode it was. If someone could tell me what episode it was, please go back and uh Tell me, tell me which one it was, because it was a long time ago when I was talking about these. It may even been before I started the podcast. It might have been like on TikTok. I was like, guys, you can get these for 30 bucks. You should have them. Uh, yeah, they're pretty sweet. That's all for the Yu-Gi-Oh! news. I wanted to keep it short and sweet there. Pretty crazy that that happened. We're going to be talking about some Dragon Ball. Here we go. All right, Dragon Ball this week. We're going to be talking about Power Absorbed again, I know. But this is a, uh, this is a value watch. It comes from BleedingCool.com. Pretty good Dragon Ball source, in my opinion. All these stupid ads, though. We're just going to get right to the meat and potatoes here. Uh, we all know that this Goku hologram is just out of control. It's an awesome-looking card. I've been on the fence about buying one. There's been a few times one has been added to my cart and I'm like, oh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I can't get screwed on this, right? Like you get a nine on this, you might be hurting, especially with a th let's say $3,000 bill, guys. If you get a nine, you're probably gonna have to sell the nine for 3000 bucks. That's just the way it's looking right now. And I'm like, damn, I know that I've done this in the past, but I also know that that type of foil is hard to grade, at least for Yu-Gi-Oh, you know, and, and even like, Marvel cards that have that hologram look to it, they're tough. So I don't know where I stand with this card. I really want it, but 
I don't feel like shelling out 3000 bucks if I get a 9. I'll be like, damn it. I'll be mad. All right. So here we go. Value watch. Here are the top valued cards of the Dragon Ball Super card game. We have the Sun Goku. So they're they're putting them at 2000 here. That's what I was telling you guys on eBay. They are selling for like 2000 to 3000. TCG players got the lowest one is 4000. So we'll we'll see about that. Um Android 21, $1,020. That is the Altart version from the Collector's Booster Box. Golden Cooler, again, the Collector's Booster Box, $550. Excuse me. Number four is the UR number one SCR that has Goku Super Saiyan 3 in the background with Vegeta in the front. That's $340. That's the Altart from the Collector's Booster Box. You got Android 21, regular Secret Rare. That is from the retail box at $161, which is phenomenal. For a $70 box. Um, Golden Cooler. Again, this is a regular secret rare that you can get from the regular box. $111. And then you have the regular UR number one secret rare. That's $81. That just has Vegeta on it. If you like Vegeta, that might be a good one for $80. Basically the price of a box right now. This one's pretty cool. You got the Vegito. Goku and Vegeta Path to Victory. Uh, wow. Path to Victory. <laughs> Collector's Booster Box, uh, that one is seventy nine eighty seven. So that's basically uh, you know the price. That's they're the cheapest collector rare or collector's booster box hit is as expensive as the worst secret rare in the retail box. That's kind of crazy. Uh, Android twenty one. This is the collector's booster exclusive, fifty six dollars. And then you have Android twenty one, the collector uh, collector's booster gold stamped. $39. So again, all crazy prices for this power absorbed. And man, so smart. I did not expect Dragon Ball to do this and Bandai. Like, damn, that was smart. You just hope they do something like that for Digimon. They should. Anyways, here we go. Super Saiyan 3 Goku Universe at Stake Hologram. Still the top card of the set, but has remained the same in value down to the cent since last month. The same is true for Android 21 uh, and the Golden Cooler. This is because the collector's booster is so rare that we aren't getting enough sales in the secondary market to show the true value may end up being. So again, I think it's too early to judge. That's part of the reason why I haven't jumped the gun on this Goku. Um, meanwhile, you are number one. The secret rare collector's booster Altart has risen quite a lot while the standard version of Android 21, Transcendental Predator, has fallen. Okay. Basically, there's just not enough info on the market. That is the cliff notes here. So be careful if you're buying this stuff. The only reason you would rush to race to get this is because you're trying to get a PSA 10 and you're trying to flip it. That's the only reason you would rush to do it. And I've thought about doing it. Don't get me wrong. I did it with the Vegeta God Rares and it was great, man. It was great, great payday, right? Like I, I think I spent $8,000. I got my $8,000 back and then I profited $4,000. So it was like, it was totally worth it. Um, was it? Yeah, it was like 3400 or something like that. I, I can't remember. I think it was like 4000 4, Was it 4000 altogether? Maybe that's what it was. 4000 altogether. I got my 4000 back and then I profited almost 4000 Pretty good, right? Like it's, but do I want to do this with Son Goku? I don't know. You know, it's like, because <laughs> the Vegeta's I got for a lot cheaper. This is 3000 bucks. you know what I mean? So, ugh. I don't know. Maybe you get one on auction for closer to 2 If it was closer to $2,000, i would probably do it. But uh, as it stands right now, I don't, 
I'm just waiting on the sidelines. Um, there are so many other cool things to buy too, like vintage stuff that I've been looking at. So I might have to wait, you know, but sick card. And uh, this is good, good update here. Too, too soon to say, right? So that's all we're checking in on for the Dragon Ball stuff. Getting into some Digimon. This is pretty interesting. Here we go. Man, so Digimon took quite the dive this week. Big dive uh, for the Digimon world graded market. Um, normally, <laughs> these things sell for around like around like eleven, twelve hundred, thirteen hundred bucks in a high grade water, right? So Digimon World One for PlayStation, uh, a nine point four sealed copy. That's the one with the the free Digi Battle um, Digi Battle stamp that you guys see here. Oh, go back. Free Digi Battle stamp, like the free card. That's the stamp. That one sold for six hundred and eleven dollars on bid. Uh, I almost played, but I didn't. Um, the nine point six, which is underneath. These still are supposed to have the Metal Greymons on the inside of them, but it doesn't have the Digibattle stamp, so it's a different print variation. Um, that one went for five forty. Crazy. I mean, that is like we're talking two, almost three times as cheap as what they've been selling for. And I'll show you what I'm talking about here. This chart comes from. Oh, are you gonna do this to me? This chart. Where is it at? Oh, it's going to make me do this. Okay. Let me see if I can do this. Oh, no. Hold on. Let me let me click my link here. There we go. Do this. Boom. I have to shrink down the screen so you guys can see what I'm talking about. Here's Digimon World. As you can see, loose price for this game is 32 bucks. Complete price for this game is 70 bucks. New price is 152. I doubt you ever see that. Um, graded price, $1,100 over the last year. Box price is 14. Manual price 25. Okay. So you, you can see that. I mean, here, let's go to uh, graded. Here's the graded market. Look at this. Look at this. Graded market. You had a sale at 3,900 or 4,000 bucks. Eleven hundred bucks, seventeen hundred bucks, fourteen hundred bucks, and these guys went. I mean, for six hundred and eleven and five hundred and forty. So, like I said, you know, we we talked about this, right? I just said this at the beginning of the episode. You know, you might want to start offloading the smaller chips in chunks, right? Get rid of a lot of get rid of a lot of those chunks, and. Save up your money for the big chunks, right? So you could have got a nice Digimon World for 600 bucks this week. That's insane. I mean, look at these prices here, guys. 9.8 sold for $24.99. Here's a uh, 9.4, 780. That was Heritage Auctions. 9.4 sold for 2000 9.4 sold for 985 Heritage Auctions, again, $1,500. Heritage, $4,500. Heritage, $3,300. Heritage, $2,000. So the, the, the graded market for Digimon World has gone down quite a bit. Uh, so 
you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to hate like and say, um, what I'm saying is this is exactly what I was kind of talking about earlier today. That, that was my point. Um, all these stupid ads. Oh my gosh. This is exactly my point. You know, move the small chips for the big chips. Uh, and this is a great example. Like I would have, I would have, if I would have known that they were going to sell for that, I mean, if anyone says, if they would have known they were going to sell for that much, I would have, I would have bought one. But this was kind of what I was telling you for, like prepare for this. Cause this is going to keep happening. I think it's going to keep happening through the summer, fall and the winter. High end collectibles, I think are going to be on sale. So get rid of those, those small pieces for the, the big boys like this, man. Uh, kudos to whoever got these. I think it's, I think it's great. You know, I, it, is this market value? I don't know. Is it under? I don't know. According to what we're seeing here, yeah, they bought about 500, 600 bucks under market. Awesome games. Awesome games. And I have some really cool stuff to share with you guys in the future regarding video games, but we'll save that for later. Okay. That's it for Digimon, D D Digimon this week. Uh, moving on to our Major League Baseball Rookie of the Year brackets. Here we go. All right, Major League Baseball Rookie of the Year brackets. We had our final showdown. I know I dropped the ball last week. I got the poll out today. Let's see what we got. Wow, check this out. This is crazy. So, we had Gunnar Henderson versus Corbin Carroll for Rookie of the Year nominations. The reason we're doing this is because if you're new to sports card, sports cards, and maybe you want to start investing in sports cards to you know use that money to build your collection. Um, you gotta, you gotta learn some stuff. So we have some sports guys in the discord and we made this bracket to kind of help the guys that don't know as much understand what they're looking at. Um, so Gunnar Henderson versus Corbin Carroll, and believe it or not, I just opened the results right now. Corbin Carroll wins. Corbin Carroll is the discord's pick to win rookie of the year. I am stunned. He's number one. Now what I did here. I, I'm I'm sticking with Gunner, but people say Corbin. Uh, regardless, I went ahead and charted out both of these guys' card info so that you guys can hopefully make a educated decision here. So here we go. Check this out. This is the price information for Gunner Henderson and Corbin Carroll. Now this is Bowman Draft. Okay, so this is their Bowman Draft first. Chrome refractors. These are some of the best cards you can get in terms of like rookie cards. So we've talked about top series one. That's a lower end card, cheaper investment in my opinion, but Bowman first is going to be a better one um, in terms of like true rookie stuff like that. So this is Chrome refractors. That's what I'm looking at. And this is a PSA 10 PSA 10 prices guys pay attention to this. If you look at this, this is uh, from October of 2022 till today. So April 18th, 2023. You have Corbin Carroll, PSA 10, sells for $109 on average. You have Gunnar Henderson, PSA 10, Bowman Draft, Refractor. That's a That sells for $95 on average. Check this out, though. Corbin Carroll is up 27% in the last year. Gunnar Henderson is down 30% in the last year. So if you're a Gunnar Henderson fan, 
I think it's a great time to buy. Go out and buy a PSA 10 Chrome Refractor Bowman First of Gunnar Henderson. Get the PSA 10. They're at like 100 bucks right now. They're averaging $95. Um, oh, here's the average right here for the last 180 days. You actually have $143. And then the average for the last 180 days for the Corbin is 107 So I would definitely take a look. Uh, you can see the sales here. Let's see, number of sales. You have 126 people buying the Corbin Carroll. You have 116 sales of the Gunnar Henderson. So they're pretty even. But what the stats say is that Gunnar Henderson is actually on sale right now. Um, he's actually, I mean, they're, they're literally the same. Holy cow, this is crazy. What? Look at that. You look at the percentage change, though. That's where Gunnar Henderson is a little underpriced. They are neck and neck. So who knows who's actually going to win this. Uh, but if you have 200 bucks, you might want to try and go snipe PSA 10 of your, of your guy. Uh, Bowman first refractor, you know, pretty easy. This is crazy. Wow. Look at that. 109 for the, for the Corbin and 104 for the Gunner. Here you go, guys. Take a look at these. Bowman draft 2019. Chrome refractors. Get these in a PSA 10. They're cheap, right? Like don't don't go nines, get tens. Because if you if you believe that this guy's gonna win rookie of the year, you're going to sell this card when it comes close to that time. We got we got lights changing behind my head. Sorry about that. If that annoys you. I don't know why it's doing that. <clears throat> there you guys go. Um, just a quick look on our two major league baseball rookie of the years. I think I don't think you go wrong with either. One's, you know, they're in different conferences, so it's going to get pretty tight. Um, you know, with, with these types of things, you you are selling the rumor. Uh, you're selling the news. You're not. So if someone looks like they're going to win Rookie of the Year, that's that's when you want to start listing those cards. Anyways, let me know in the Discord if you are going to be taking any bets. I think I, I might be looking at some PSA 10 uh, Chrome Refractors now. I might, I might start doing that. Uh, Gunner's got the lower pop at 494, and Corbin's got a pop of 579. So, who knows? Uh, there you guys go. That's our quick look at the M MLB Major League Baseball Rookie of the Year. Oh my gosh, I just went brain dead. Sorry about that. That's a quick look at that. Moving on, we're gonna be heading into. Ge wow, let me take a second here. Greasy's gaming. <laughs> Greasy's Gaming Corner. We're talking about new holders at WADA. This is pretty cool. That's the wrong sample. Dude, what is going on? Where's my samples? Wow. I apologize. I'm falling apart. All right. Greasy's Gaming Corner. We got some, we got some news here. Check this out. New holders at WADA. This information just dropped uh, beginning of April and goes into effect April 24th. So if you're submitting games, um, I'll, I'll talk about the details here in a bit, but check out these new, these new holders. They're basically a full square now. They don't have that weird lip that you see. Uh, oh, they don't have this weird lip anymore. They don't got that weird lip. It's just a full box and uh 
Let me see if you can see it like that, right? That little lip. It's a full box and it's much more sleek design. I mean, the end, they're using a different plastic too. So it's a little more clear. It presents a little bit better. Um, and they also have some new stickers to signify what type of grade you have. So they got the green stamp here. You guys can see uh, the green stamp. Oh, gosh, dang it. Green stamp means it's complete in box. So right off the bat, if you're less experienced in grading video games, you got you got green. Um, you know that that's CIB. And then sealed will remain blue. You can see that on the halo right here. Um, but I am I am thrilled for this because you know I don't I these things are tanks. Like this case is solid, dude. Uh, you can crack them open. It's not impossible. But they're they're just not the most aesthetically pleasing. And there's been a lot of uh, here. Let me see. There's been a lot. There you go. They've gotten a lot of flack for like their stuff. Like, like you know, it's cool, but it's not as nice as it's not as nice as CGC or it's not as nice as VGA. Um, but you know, Wada is a more popular brand at the, at the moment. Um, so they're they're changing that out. We're gonna talk about the actual cases and what Wada said here. So I got this article pulled up. This is from Wada's website. The new WADA holder. I really love that it's all squared, super sleek. You can find it on YouTube. Um, I want to say, you know, there's a lot of people talking about this, these new cases, and they're, like, indestructible. Like, WADA was at the a convention, like, throwing them on the ground as hard as they could and wasn't doing anything. So that's pretty cool. Here we go. So the new WADA holder finally arriving. Before officially, uh, we officially ushered the next generation of video game grading, we have to answer questions. What's the cutoff date? So this is the big thing because I'm actually getting ready to send... Some video games to water. I'm very, guys, I cannot tell you how excited I am to show you what I have been working on. Anyways, orders placed after April 24th will be encapsulated in the new holder. And you say, well, I really like this old one. What's up with that? Any orders placed to receive before April 24th will be encapsulated in the legacy holder. And the cool thing is, is that you can actually, on their website, request to use the legacy holders. So at some point, they will have an option to where you can still do this. If you like the old one, you can still do it. Me personally, I like the new ones. I mean, look at these guys. They look, that's freaking clean. So that's what I'm going with on all of mine. But anyways, um, if you have an order placed before the 24th and they still haven't mailed to you, uh, they have a three-week grace period basically until May 15th to receive orders at WADA. So if you if you made an order... Prior to the 24th, you have until May 15th to get your stuff in to get the old legacy holders. If you want the new ones, or if you basically, if you don't, orders received after the 15th, we'll get the new holder. Um, if you have a game that needs to be reholdered, uh, the, the same guidelines for standard submissions apply to reholders. That means that any reholder after May 15th will be encapsulated in the new case, except for during designated windows. Therefore, legacy cases sent in for reholders will be sent back to you in new cases. So again, I could get this halo in the new holder and I might actually do that. Um, are the new cases UV protected? Yes, they are. Uh, but they're also saying like, don't stick your stuff in the sun either. Like, be smart. Um, they said uh, the legacy holders will still remain for these types of games. You have the Japanese N64, uh, PC small box, and then the Super Nintendo um, cartridges will not fit in the new holder. These select games will continue to be encapsulated in the legacy holders. Uh, any new offerings with the new cases? Yes, they are going to be grading new games. 
You got Game Gear, PS Vita, PSP, and 3DS will all be newly eligible for submission. Similar to a few games uh, that can only be encapsulated in the legacy holder, these new consoles will only be available in the new holder. Dude, that is sick. I'm, I'm excited. Um, the deep badges, I don't know if you guys remember, but the deep badges, so basically what happened, because these are more sleek now, they're more thin, you know how we have a side grade right here? I'll show you, show you that. That side grade, that's going away. You won't have a side grade anymore. Uh, so that deep badge that you can buy for 10 bucks won't be there no more. Uh, so you can't do that. So you don't have to worry about the deep badge. They might bring it back, but at this point, they're, they're getting rid of them. So if you don't have that in your legacy case, that's it. Um, and that's pretty much it. The DNA of the water label remains intact uh, with all information still uh, reflected. Flow holograms will remain the same with blue, green, silver, and red indicating the various states of the game. There you guys go. So new holders at WADA. I'm excited because I've been, I've been deep into video games. I cannot wait to share the results with you guys. Um, so maybe we'll have a video in May or June, something like that. Um, but damn, I'm excited. But I'm actually waiting till the 24th for these new holders. Uh, I've been consuming a lot of video game content. There you go. That's the water news. Um, I actually stumbled upon a really nice video too, uh, from strictly sealed. He talks about the differences between VGA WADA, and CGC, and he's got some, he's got an insane collection. So if you want to see that video, that kind of just, it's a very blanket, um, video that kind of covers everything. If you're just getting started and you're still kind of not sure about video games, watch that. I'll give you guys a link. Um, you just got to let me know if you're interested. All right. There you guys go. That's it. Last segment of the day. We're moving on to Gengar's Grabs. Here we go. All right, Gengar's Grabs. Last segment of the night. This is all about you guys. These are the, these are the things that you guys bought this week, and I have something pretty cool uh, for this week's winners. Um, basically, the theme for this week was whoever got the most emotes made it into the top five so i was counting how many people got emotes and then who got the most here we go so this is basically a a discord vote of the top five this week number five this week going with top g he's got four copies of ty matt and omnimon this is a from uh, the digimon card game this set is not out in english yet but he's got the japanese copies and these are like rare alternate arts they look really cool. Um, that's JT usually has a pretty good eye for these types of cards. Like even if they may not be like crazy valuable, these could pop, right? They're going to present really nicely. Good pick. And this is what you guys picked. So he's number five, number four this week. Going with palm and meats. He got a couple slabs. Uh, he's got a shine gray mon. He's got a red eyes, black dragon and the LOB reprint. He's got some V stars and a V. He had more stuff, but this was the one that got the most emotes. Excuse me. Number three this week. Our mod, too old to mod. Got a PSA 8 Thanos from, uh, looks like 94 Marvel Masterpieces, I believe. Gold foil. Got the MLC. Very good. Um, you guys seem to like this one. I think he got close to like 10 votes or something like that. Pretty crazy. Or eight, eight or nine, something like that. Number two this week, Alexio, 
So Alexio had been quiet in the Discord for a while. We weren't sure what happened to him. And uh, he comes out with a PSA 9 Lugia Game Boy uh, promo. That That is my favorite Lugia art, by the way. That one right there. That reminds me, that is the video game, in my opinion. Same thing with like Dragonite. All those Game Boy promos remind me of Pokemon Game Boy games like when I was a kid. Uh, really cool PSA 9. You guys really seem to like that one. But that's that's a clean card. Really nice. Number one this week. Who is the winner? That guy, CT. He got the most emotes with a PSA 9. I believe that's a Delta Species uh, Tyranitar. Super sick. Um, Tyranitar is one of his favorites. And he's still sticking true to what he said about, you know, buying cards every month uh, and increasing the value of his collection. And he, I think he's doing well. So CT has been fighting the last year. Look at the spread, though. We got MLC, MLC, MLC. I like that, guys. Very cool. So congrats to CT uh, for doing that. And maybe we'll do this more. Maybe we'll see if what the Discord thinks. You know, who is the top dog around here? We'll let you guys vote. All right. That is it for episode 131. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, please. You guys, you guys like the um, after hours more than the podcast. It's so weird. Well, at least on YouTube, I get it. Funny content on YouTube is way better than long form content podcasts on YouTube. I get it. Uh, but please like, share, subscribe, join our discord because it's free. Those links are always in any of our bios. Support the podcast by clicking the link that says support the podcast. You can donate as little as 99 cents per month. That's it. Be ready for box break news. I'll probably drop that pretty soon. Remember, if you're in our discord and you are a Poke Tower member, top member or VIP or SSB, like if you're one of those roles, if you have one of those roles, you get discounts on every box break. So make sure you use your discount code when I drop it. Don't say I didn't tell you so. I know I forget sometimes, but this time I'm telling you. Um, that's it, guys. 131. I'll see you guys this Sunday for episode three of After Hours. If I don't, I'll see you next Tuesday or Wednesday for episode 132 of the podcast. That is all. Peace. If I can find my button. I've lost all my buttons. Here we go.